welcome back to another episode of the Best of All Possible Podcast. I am your host, Robert Weathers, and as you know, we here in Williamsburg, Virginia at Panglossian Productions have a love for the weird. We love the unproduced and underproduced, and boy, do we love 10-minute plays. And we have a brand new 10-minute play for you here tonight, just like we have all of 2019 every two weeks. And you can get on that train, too, if you hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or on our host site at podbean.com. You'll be pleased to know, though, if, if this is your first time, that it's not just me here reading these plays. We have a pool of talented actors who come and join us. And joining us this week for the very first time is Corinne Day! Hi, Corinne. Hi, Robert. I hope that you are excited about this. So excited. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> so, Corinne, uh, today we are going to read a play called Nematodes mm-hmm. by Ron Raddus. And I want to ask you a question that's tangentially related oh, to the play we're about to read. <laughs> Corinne, are you a fan of Nicktoons? Oh, my gosh, yes. Are you a fan of Doug? Um, the, no. I didn't watch a lot of Doug. No. Oh, so your eyes didn't light up when we said nematodes. No. So which one was your favorite? I thought nicotine? it was a frog that we were talking about nematodes. Joking. Oh. So, so what's your favorite Nicktoon? Um, gosh, I don't want to reveal my age because it's been a really long time since Here, I've I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Mine was Doug. <laughs> actually, mine. Actually, I, I liked. I liked two of the three originals. I liked Doug and Rugrats. Those were my oh, favorites. Oh, Rugrats! Yes, I'd have to say I, I did. I was a fan of Rugrats. So were you? So you, were you a fan of Ren and Stimpy? No, I hated Ren and Stimpy. See, like I was too young. I think for Ren and Stimpy, and I also didn't like Ren and Stimpy because it came on at eleven o'clock, and that was when we were supposed to be at church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Great. All right. <laughs> well, also joining us here. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Corinne, for coming to join us. You're welcome. Uh, also joining us here today is Liz Thomas. Hi, Liz. Liz, are you a Nicktoons person? I am. Absolutely. What's your favorite one? Oh, gosh. I have to. I don't want to choose. Doug. I mean, I like Doug because, you know, Patty Mayonnaise, but I like Rugrats. Cause one of the best so meme cute. pages on the internet, by the way, is what? Petty Mayonnaise. Yeah. Just Petty <laughs> Mayonnaise. I actually, though, one of the newer ones that I like is uh, Fairly Odd Parents. Although I haven't, I, like I'll be honest, I haven't seen it in a good while, but I remember watching that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, well, so if you like Fairly Odd Parents, you like Dexter's Lab. Yes. Uh-huh. Omelette du fromage. <laughs> that was. Oh, that's a lot deeper answer than I expected. <laughs> All right. Uh, Powerpuff Girls. Although that's not Nicktoons, is it? No. 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 But yeah, Powerpuff Girls. What is it? Cartoon, Cartoon Network, Network that's right. yes. Oh, that so is Dexter. Yeah, yeah, so is Dexter. Ah, that, actually, see. yeah, I was more of a, I do like Nicktoons, but I was more of a Cartoon Network. You're finding out a lot more about me than I bet you were expecting. Oh, uh, well, okay. you always All just right. kind of got talking. No, 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 no. All right, well, we thanks. We love the weird. That's oh, right, we you. sure do. That's and why they love Speaking of me. the weird, we have Ed Whitaker <laughs> with us here. So, Ed, I'm... I don't know if you've ever watched any Nicktoons, have you? Well, yes, I have, but you see, I am so old that Nicktoons was... After my time, but uh-huh. I, I have enjoyed Ren and Stimpy, especially. Is that right? I, I really have enjoyed Ren and Stimpy. I, I I liked it the first time. Curiously though, I went back and watched it again like years later, and I don't like it as much the second time mm-hmm. around. I don't know why. You know, I have to say I feel that way about pretty much every Nickelodeon show from my childhood, ah. and have and especially like Are You Afraid of the Dark, the <gasps> the horror show. Oh. Are you of Have you All watched that? it as an adult? No. 
do not do it. Yes, I wow. Keep your memories. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, I remember that show being so good, and I watched it when they ran it wow. again. Wow. And what? I, uh, Nickelodeon, if you're thinking about sponsoring the show, I'm going to censor this for you. What a great show! <laughs> Excellent. Well, now, okay, so there are some cartoons that I have been exposed to, but I don't know if they're like Nicktoons or uh-huh. if they're like cartoons. Like, what, what about um, The Tick? Was that in? That wasn't. No, Nick. no, no, that's, no. That's that was that was Saturday morning cartoons on what? On the WB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. Or what about Courage the Cowardly Dog? Oh. That was Cartoon Network. That was Cartoon Network. Okay, yeah. so I, I've seen some also, of those. You know, both both of which excellent cartoons. Yes. Even as an adult, those are good cartoons. Well, I saw them as an adult. I really like them. Well, I, I, I grew oh, up that's on Disney right. too. I did grow up on Disney. Oh, she beat me to it. I was going to ask her. Which one? Yep. Uh huh. Well, today we're going to be reading a play called Nematodes, and if you have not, uh, if you have not listened to the podcast here before, uh, those of you listening at home or in your car, this is a cold read podcast. The actors have not laid eyes upon the script before. As a matter of fact, they don't even know who they're playing. So I am going to assign those roles now. Uh, Corinne, if you would be so kind as to read the role of Brina, Ed, if you'd be so kind as to read Anton, mm-hmm. and Liz, if you would please read the role of Clarissa. I will read the stage direction, so ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Nematodes, a short play by Ron Raddus. The characters in order of appearance are, I, I'm sorry, I miss, I miss, <laughs> I miswrote that earlier. It's Irina, excuse me, Irina, Irina, Anton, and Clarissa. So Corinne, you'll be reading Irina. <laughs> Irina, who is mid-50s, she's the wife to Anton and daughter to Clarissa. Anton, mid-50s, husband, and Clarissa, mid-70s, mother. The scene, the backyard of a beach home facing the ocean waters. The time and place, June, just afternoon, somewhere at an ocean house, uh, perhaps Cape Cod or Padre Island, Texas. Uh, The synopsis, uh, we won't get into that, so we'll let... uh, We'll let the play speak for itself. And at rise, Anton is sitting, working a crossword puzzle in a book. Uh, Irina is facing a bird feeder with some bird food in a pail. Anton sips and then places a solo martini glass on a nearby table. Darling, the birds are not eating the seeds. Anton is not paying attention. Darling, I said the birds are not eating my seeds. The seeds I put out two weeks ago are still in the feeder. It's still full, exactly as I had it filled, two weeks ago. What? Are you saying something? The birds aren't coming around anymore. Have you noticed? No. Haven't been paying attention. I've been feeding them. Ever since we moved here, they've been eating everything I put out, voraciously eating. But these past weeks, nothing. Why would that be? He's trying to go back to his crossword puzzle. Haven't the foggiest. Do you care? No. No. I don't think I do care, dear. And the squirrels aren't coming around anymore. Are they giving us some kind of sign? Sign? Some people say birds and animals know when something bad is about to happen. And that they behave differently. Behave oddly. Giving a signal that something's to happen. Anton's putting his book down, takes a drink out of his martini. If you say so, dear. It's not what I say, it's what other people say. Anton, you're not listening again. Anyway, I think it's good. What's good? That the squirrels aren't coming around. You like them. 
think they're cute or some such thing, but they're just rats with long furry tails. Bothersome rats. Scavengers. They're just animals trying to get something to eat. Like all animals, they need, they have needs to eat. You feed more to the squirrels than you do to the birds. That's not so. The squirrels only eat what the birds spill out of the feeder. Then get a feeder that doesn't spill out. They all spill out, dear. The man at the seed store told me. I asked him, and then I think he would know. Anton is looking at his crossword. What's a word for a diverse animal phylum inhabiting a very broad range of environments? Oh, I don't know, dear. Perhaps if I knew what a phylum was, I could help you. You never give me answers to my puzzles anymore. Then why do you ask me? I'm hoping you might have some answer when I'm stuck. Or a hint. Even a little hint might be useful. Sorry, darling. I don't have answers for you anymore. Or hints. I'm not sure I ever had. But I think I must have had at times. Yes. I'm sure I must have had. How long is your mother going to be staying with us? I don't know, dear. We moved here so we could be alone. It was our plan, remember? To be alone by the water. Yes, darling. But I am her only daughter, so I expect she feels she should visit sometimes. Sometimes, okay. But it's more than sometimes. And when she's here, we're never alone. I prefer alone. She does ask a lot of questions of you, and I know that bothers you. I could ask her to stop. Asking questions, I mean. And there are always questions I don't have answers for, or care to have been asked. Odd questions. Embarrassing questions. A man should be able to be alone in his own home without having to answer those kind of questions all the time, especially to his mother-in-law. I try to be a good host, but it can be tiring sometimes. Oh, I know you try in your way. You know she doesn't ask much from us, only trying to pass her time pleasantly now that she's getting on. And she doesn't stay long. Couldn't she go someplace else to pass her time? Did I tell you she wants me to review her new will? You did it the last time she was here. You said she has given everything away. So why does she want you to read her will again? Why does she keep changing it? Gives her something to do, I expect. Why doesn't she read a book if she needs to do something? She told me she doesn't like to read anymore. She says she probably knows all that she needs to know by now. What else does she do with her time besides rewriting her will? Oh, I expect she does what all other people do. And that is... what? When she gets up in the morning, she counts that as a positive sign. If she has no pain, she smiles more. Later, if she can get to sleep at the end of the day and falls off quickly, she's had a good day and is ready for another day, just like other people. Is that what other people do? More or less. Yes, something like that. As they get through the day, yes, I think so. Nothing more? Anyway, she tries to get through to another day in her own fashion. What's for lunch? You had your breakfast this morning. Are you hungry already? Not really. Just wondering. But it seems it might be time for lunch. Soon, dear. What's your plan for the day? I'd like to finish this crossword puzzle, but I'm having a little I'm having little luck with it today. They're getting harder or I'm forgetting the answers. Are you doing the same one as yesterday? No, I don't think so. Are you sure? Well, they all look the same to me. No, I'm not sure. But I do believe this is a different one. No other plans? Need I have other plans? Just asking, in case I need to be prepared. What would you need to prepare? Clarissa enters. Morning, Mother. Yes, it is, isn't it? Nematode! 
What? The word you're looking for. Nematode. The word for a diverse animal phylum inhabiting a very broad range of environments. I heard you asking, Irina. Have you been listening all this time? Don't be silly. What's there to listen to? Nematode? Now, how would I ever know that? Don't even know what a nematode is. Oh, how could you not? They're everywhere. They've been around forever, going on and on. Nothing seems to stop them. Forever? Is that possible? Nothing is forever. Is it? (laughs) Not the same ones, dear. They come, they go, like everything. But they've been here long before the rest of us started wandering around and wondering what to do. See, she's at it already, talking her odd nonsense again. Odd. Yes. But it's not nonsense. Amazing creatures, nematodes. Fascinating. You should try to learn more about them. Do you know, if all of us disappeared, poof, gone all at once one day, there would still be nematodes everywhere, going through each day, still doing what they do. There she goes again. And just what is it they do each day? I don't really know exactly, but I suspect they sleep. Yes, of course. Eat. Poop. <laughs> Eat more. <laughs> Make little nematodes. <laughs> Sleep again. And on and on. Each day? Yes, I would think so. Irina goes back to the bird feeder. Mother, the birds are not eating the seed I put out. Why would that be? It's June, dear. Ah, another useful insight from Mother. Yes, it's June. For another 20 days, if we're using the same calendar. Mine's Gregorian. Which are you using, Clarissa? Mesopotamian, Iranian, Hindu, Buddhist, pre-Columbian, Mesoamerican, Hellenic, Julian, or what? Now you just stop it, Anton. What's June got to do with anything, Mother? The adult birds look for insects during June. The baby birds get more protein that way. Will they ever come around for my seeds again? Everything comes around again, dear. But... They will, will they want the seeds again? My seeds. I bought new, fresh seeds. Oh, my, yes. Soon the baby birds will be off on their own, as always. And the mamas and papas and baby birds will all of them come for your seeds. You just have to wait. You'll see. But what if they don't come back? Well, I don't know what then, dear. Will we, be, will we be having lunch? It's not yet one o'clock, dear. So it should be soon, I think. But not yet. Okay, then. Mother, what will you do today? I thought I'd go out for a swim. But you can't swim, Mother. Oh, I know this, dear. The water is rough, and the tides will be worse today than yesterday with a full moon up. You could drown with the tides the way they've been lately. Exactly, dear. Mother! Do you want to drown, Mother? Yes, I think so. But why? It's time, dear. Clarissa goes to hug Irina. Nematode. It fits perfectly. Thanks. Don't know what they look like, but now I know the word. If it ever comes up in a crossword again, and they do, you know. Oh, don't play silly. You know what they look like. You've seen them, I'm sure. They're little wormy things. They're everywhere in the water ground. Maybe even in you. In me? Yes, the parasite ones. 
and when they've used up what they live on, they leave to find a new host, but many often die before they can leave. Yet they leave eggs behind to hatch and go on with the nematode line, so to speak. Just can't stop them. Sounds delightful. <laughs> oh, now I know you're joking with me again. No, it's not delightful, not at all. It's just what they do. It's what they have to do. No, I mean it's delightful that they know when to leave, move on, die. What are you telling Mother to do? We were talking about nematodes. You're still doing that crossword puzzle? Almost finished. And then what? There's always another crossword. I think I'll change for the water. Why change? Why not go as you are? Might look more decent when they find you later. She'd get her dress all wet, dear. Anyway, Mother, it's too cold to swim today. Yes, and I'd like you to leave it to the Salvation Army with my other things. It's all in my new will, dear. And I'm not worried about the cold, dear. Did you want me to review the new will, Mother? No need now. I tried to make it easy for you, Irina. Thank you, Mother. Clarissa, I meant to ask you about the tools at your house. Your husband's tools. Oh, those I gave away a long time ago. Didn't I tell you? No, I don't recall. I was interested in them. I never knew that. Well, they're gone now. He had some very nice tools, especially the brass shiny ones. They looked good. Are you doing something you need tools for these days? No, but I always liked looking at them. Oh, Mother, Anton wouldn't know what to do with tools. He's only been pretending with them. Wouldn't you, dear? Makes him feel good. Makes him feel like he's doing something. I'll be off now. Have a nice lunch, both of you. You may want to wait until tomorrow. The sky will have clear stars tonight and the full moon is up. It'll be well worth seeing here from the shore. That's okay. I've seen them before. I don't expect they've changed much. Clarissa exits. Anton stands. I think I'll go watch her. Will you try to stop her? No, I don't think so. Something to watch while I wait for lunch. Anton exits. Curtain. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, what a wonderfully weird play. <laughs> you know I love that. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to enter into the part of the show where we have a brief discussion about the play that we just read. And Ed, I think I want to start with you. We're going to start with our question, which is, of course, what are your first impressions? It's going to be as simple as I liked it, I didn't like it. Anything that stood out from the play, uh, Ed, take it away. I did like it. It, 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 it was fun. Um, fun to do. And... Uh, I was thinking along the line, you know, how much variety, I mean, I, I, I did, you did not read the synopsis, but as you were reading, because I'm looking at the same page you uh -huh. are, I saw, I happened to see the synopsis, and so it kind of gave me some clue, which was nice, you know, to, mm -hmm. the, to the whole, the whole ennui thing that's mentioned mm -hmm. that they've. Yeah, I'll go ahead and read that now, uh, since the play is over, the synopsis is that Anton and Irina are wasting through another, at another day at their beach house, when they learn that Clarissa, Irina's mother, intends to drown herself that day. They might be interested, but their ennui prevents any action to stop Clarissa. Right. So, I mean, that was, you know, sometimes we don't get that much in a cold reading, right? So it was kind mm -hmm. of fun to sort of just play with that and then thinking along the lines, how much do we vary the tone, you know, to make it interesting or, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that if you're putting it up on stage, you know, with, with when there's more than just voices, you know, the whole 
body language and everything adds to the humor of it all. And uh, I think so. Yeah. I wonder if, if, if you're listening at home, I'm really interested to know, listening to this and not knowing what you now know about the play, in the beginning, did it feel like it was dragging? Because I knew what was going to happen, so it didn't, it didn't feel like that to me. But I wonder if maybe you were just waiting for it to pick up uh, go ahead and leave us a comment on our Facebook page. That's the Best of All Possible Podcast. You can find the uh, the post where we drop this podcast. Leave us a comment and let us know. Which is another thing I was thinking as we were reading is should we you know in the on we should we in reading it be picking up the the lines you know in between spaces you know as we were I'm purposely waiting to because uh-huh. I'm thinking of thinking about what I say but you know yeah to, that doesn't always come across when you're just. Hearing it on the radio or the podcast. <laughs> Definitely. See how all right, answered radio. Corinne, what are your first thoughts about the play? I really want to see what a nematode looks like. <laughs> what is a nematode? Rachel, uh, our stage manager here can help us out. She brought up <laughs> several weeks ago the call of a kookaburra. <laughs> that went great. I'm sure that was fun to listen to at home. <laughs> While she's pulling that up, Liz, what were your first thoughts about the play? Um, I... <laughs> Um, I, I'll be honest, the, the, the tone of it, as well as the fact that, um, the, the character's name is Anton and Irina and Clarissa, yeah. mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we've been taking a, uh, taking a dip in the checkoff pool. Yes. Um, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, um, yeah. instead of a beach house, or no, instead of a cherry orchard, we just have we, sand yeah, involved. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I love checkoff. I love checkoff, but, um. My head's spinning a little bit, trying to, to process it. So, I gotta yeah. say, I think that somebody could definitely read this and be like, that's not funny. Right. <laughs> you well, know, yeah, in the same way, like, I, I, I'll speak for myself, exactly. but when yeah. I was in college and I was looking at, you know, oh, oh, we found a nematode. It's just a little... It's a microscopic like, worm, yeah. Different shapes, different worms, that's right, different... Um, oh, there were... Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. This is dead air. Uh, so you can't uh, see this at home. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, check suffice out. To say, um, suffice to say, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. we will post a picture. That's a great idea. Thank you, Rachel. You <laughs> so, uh, Corinne, to finish your thought, what are your first thoughts about the play? Um, I, I really like Weird. I mean, I've always been an absurdist kind of um, uh, fan. Kind of gave me an Arthur Coppet feel um, a little bit when I was reading it. There were some things I, I still don't understand that was going on, but uh-huh. sometimes I like it when I don't understand things and I try to process it later. You know, you know t- speaking of absurdism, I, kind of, I personally kind of got a, a Beckett in-game kind of feel from this in that we are stuck inside of this concrete wall and they they say, they mention things that occur over and over again i just kind of feel like this is the same day every day mm-hmm. and that clarissa goes off to kill herself every day and anton goes off to watch her every day and the next day it happens again mm-hmm. um in that in that way what do you think any thoughts about that mm-hmm. I, I still think it's i i do agree with this it's very chekhovian it's it's mm-hmm. you know it, it really really is um and just the names came came to that i wondered about you know do we need you don't need Russian accents it's just enough no. for that I, I do almost wonder that I mean it, it's so subtle it, it's so which is part of the brilliance of course of Chekhov but also this play as well it's very subtle and there were parts that I almost felt like the nematodes especially um, getting on towards the end of the play I almost felt like the the mentioning of the nematodes and sort of their life cycle and how you know, uh, Anton is saying it's so nice that they know when to die. But uh-huh. because the rest of the play is so subtle that that, which I think in any other play would feel right at home, almost felt a little too heavy-handed in a mm-hmm. way. 
Is I mean, if, if again, with the title being nematodes, if, if the title was changed, perhaps maybe that might help. But going into this, knowing that the title is nematodes, so there's a significance to nematode, it's one of the first lines that Clarissa says. And then as we go into the whole life cycle, it's like, okay, we, all right, so I understand that there is this, you know, did you find, this Did you find thing, yourself yeah. in a, in a get on with it kind of? Fade or, or a phaser? little, a little bit, a little bit. Um, it just, I, I liked the, I basically liked before Clarissa entered. And then once Clarissa entered, I, I just think that perhaps if it could be, it's, it's a tricky thing, but if it could be looked at and maybe even drawn back more with the nematode life cycle, or again, maybe even just consider drawing back more, or, drawing back more, uh -huh. um, uh, or maybe even just. I, I wonder again what it would be to change the title of the play. Um, okay. So again, you you don't go in knowing the significance of the nematodes and that so that it it allows that whole comparison then just to reveal itself. Well, that's uh -huh. what I like about it, and I think it's what's so Chekhovian about it too. I mean, that's that's a neat that's a neat thing. And the other thing I was thinking about it maybe if we were to read it again, maybe we'd bring out who's the more conflicted character in this particular. There's always some conflicted character, sure. right? Even if it's subtle. You know, like, you know, there's people, and it seems to me in this one, it's Irina who's the more conflicted about stuff and doesn't know how to react to this. Yeah. Whereas Anton and Clarissa are pretty, you know, they're just straightforward. Well, to return it. to the synopsis, uh, uh, we get, they might be interested, mm -hmm. but their ennui prevents any action. Yeah, I mean, right. and, and part of the brilliance that I actually, see now I'm starting to be able to process this, so part of the, the brilliance that I see in it is that I recognize... Arena and Anton and Clarissa and people that I know, honestly, uh -huh. um, not quite to the extent, well. not quite to that extent, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 good. Yeah, not quite to the extent, but but I do recognize certain like like Arena not quite knowing how to process, mm -hmm. uh, and Anton just sort of being like, no, this is just something to do. Mm -hmm. And you're living. I mean, I assume it's a beach house. It's sort of you're living in splendor, as it were. Yeah, but definitely no, a beach just, house. Yep. Yeah, this is just a place boredom to live. So exactly, boredom and splendor, precisely. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so speaking of Beach House, uh, the places that are you know, given as suggestions for the location are Cape Cod or Padre Island, Texas. Do you think that, oh that matters gosh. at all where, no. I think where it, it is? I think it could be. Well, I think it could be any. I know places that are neither of those that would definitely fit right into well, it this. It felt to me like it, she wasn't trying. The playwright was trying not to put. I'm sorry. She, he. Putting mm -hmm. it into a, um, a specific place. It's just an opulent I sure. mean, place yeah. of, of opulence, you know. Yeah. In America, maybe I don't know if it was intended to be anywhere else in the world, but you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Any thoughts about that, Corinne? Yeah, I don't think it, it's necessary on where the play is, just as long as you know there's an ocean that Clarissa can walk into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair, fair enough. Not a kiddie yeah. pool or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you guys very much for your uh, for your great commentary. Let's make sure we thank Ron Raddus for his play <laughs> Nematodes. And and of course, we want to thank Corinne Dame and Ed Whitaker and Liz Thomas for reading. Hey, thanks, guys. Our stage manager, Rachel West. Hi, Rachel. And the sound techs who shall not be named. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed what you had, uh, enjoyed what you had, <laughs> let's have lunch. <laughs> if you enjoyed what you heard, make sure that you hit that subscribe button here on Apple Podcasts or on our host site at podbean.com. You can also visit us at www.panglossian.org to find out what's going on with our main stage season here in Williamsburg, Virginia. And you can also follow us at the Best of All Possible Podcast and at Panglossian Productions on Facebook. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Yay.